The concept for ePartrade is basically, in my opinion, there's a big hole in the internet. So the internet started many years ago, but there's never been an online business community for racers on the World Wide Web. The need for ePartrade is actually quite obvious. Basically, people in the business of auto racing need a place online to hang out and get their problems solved. It's extremely simple for a buyer or for a supplier to interact on the platform. The first thing you need to do is sign in, which is free. And the second thing is when you see a product that you're interested in, all you need to do is click on request more information. If it's a company, you click on request more information. And then from there, it is forwarded directly to the buyer or to the supplier. You can go to epartrade.com, you become part of a community of businesses in racing, and it makes uh, sourcing products much easier than just on the internet or using Google. At epartrade, there is no e-commerce. It's literally a connection just like at a trade show. So now, any time of the year, a buyer could reach out to a supplier through an email. More than that, it's a place to go just to keep current every day. So it's a good place to start your workday in your racing business or in your offices of your professional race team. And you know you're current when it comes to new technology, industry news, technical papers, technical videos, all of that and more. We're not looking for a million hits per day. All we want is people who are really the volume buyers of racing products in the racing industry to be part of the little world of ePartrade. We have racing businesses participating from around the world. So you get suppliers from around the world, you get buyers from around the world. ePartrade really eliminates having to travel, closing down your shop. Now you have a place to showcase globally your racing product and technology. Good morning from California and welcome to Race Industry Now, the technical and business webinar series from ePartrade presented to you by ARP. I am Francisco Savignan, the founder and CEO of ePartrade, the global online platform for the performance and racing industry. This is episode 209, and we are going to be celebrating today women in motorsport. With me this morning are Judy Kin, the co-founder of ePartrade, and our wonderful host, Mr. Jeff Hammond. Judy? Thank you, Francis. We have a great panel, Lynn, and Cindy, thank you so much for putting together such a strong and vast coverage of motorsports and careers for today's panel. You did a great job on that. So we're going to put you in good hands with Jeff Hammond right now. And Jeff, on to you. Well, I'm very excited about uh, hosting this event today, uh, Francis and, and Judy, because, again, I've been around this sport a long time. That's two things I want to say at the very beginning. I came into the sport back when, Women weren't even allowed in the pits. I didn't care if the driver's wife, no matter what, they weren't allowed in the pits in NASCAR. And I watched it continue to grow and progress along the way. And uh, it's so exciting to see how far they've come and I know how much further they're getting ready to go. And with the help of Lynn St. James, uh, Women in Racing, uh, right now uh, is, I think, looking stronger than ever. And Lynn, I know you've just joined us. Good morning to you. Uh, Again, I'm excited to be uh, hosting this program today on part of ePartrate. But I also want to say congratulations to Lynn because overall, her hard work in the world of auto sports and, and automotive. Uh, Lynn, you're going to be inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame in Ju July, I think, this year. And I think that is so exciting. 
to know that uh, you have, I guess you might say, gained the respect and you've earned the right to to be in the Hall of Fame. And I'm just so excited for you. I think that the Automotive Hall of Fame is getting ready to put a big feather in their cap by inducting you here later on uh, this year. And like I say, just excited for you. Uh, Lynn, we can't hear you. Well, okay, so we're going to fix Lynn. Is that, is that better now? Perfect. perfect. That okay. is perfect now. <laughs> anyway, yeah, thank you. I, uh, the word is out, I guess, and I'm, I'm still, I'm stunned. I mean, I'm still in a, you know, that's the Hall of Fame and the Automotive Hall of Fame is the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the most prestigious, um, I think, Hall of Fame in automotive, and um, I love I love cars, I love racing, and I've worked hard, but I never ever expected anything like that to happen. But so thank you, and I want to really thank Trade and and Judy and and you to be able to present uh, what a lot of hard work we've been doing for about the last year, and uh, I'm excited about that as well. Well, Lynn, I know you have got an outstanding group uh, lined up for us here tonight or today, I should say. And uh, so I'm going to turn it over to you because, you know, I, I'm i just here to kind of like open and close. I'm going to tell you that much and listen and learn because I'm, like I say, I'm very excited about uh, having a part, having an opportunity to have you here on a part rate. More importantly, to have you get your message out. Hopefully all your, fr all your friends and all the folks right now that are associated with ePartrate, I think they, they've got their ears up and their radar on and they're, they're, they want to hear from you. Well, thank you, because this is an opportunity that I never expected to have as well, to be able to announce to the motorsports industry, the industry that I've worked in for, for decades and loved, um, is that we're now launching Women in Motorsports North America. Um, it is a community of professionals, and that's kind of a, a key point, is that these are professionals that are in this industry who are working to support opportunities for women across all disciplines of motorsports by creating an inclusive, resourceful environment to foster mentorship, advocacy, education, and growth, and thereby ensuring the continued strength of the successful future of our sport. And so, you know, over these last 18 months, I've been actually given the opportunity to be able to represent North America on the FIA Women in Motorsports Commission. And that commission um, met on a regular basis. Um, I learned more what was happening around the world and, and their mission was really more global um, to encourage more young females to get into the sport. Um, but, you know, I kind of, I listened a lot and I thought to myself, wait a minute, there is so much happening in North America. Um, we really are a little different than the rest of the world because we we're so spread out as a country. Um, we also have so many different types of motorsports in this country that are very, very solid, very active, mm -hmm. working very hard. And um, how could I somehow create an umbrella, maybe organization, something that would would be able to um, organize and then do something that and, and maybe fill the gaps. And uh, talking to Beth Peretta, you know, who we all know is the founder of Peretta Autosport, um, 
And I started talking with Beth and she agreed. And so with the combination of the two of us, we reached out to the, the people, some of the people that we know in this industry that are supportive and created a working group. If I can go to the next slide, I don't know if, oh, right, there we go. So we have a community of professionals now in this working group. So we have drivers, um, Shay Holbrook, Catherine Lake, who's gonna join us in a minute, Cindy Lux, um, Taylor Ferns, who's also going to join us in a minute. We have corporate individuals that represent series and corporations. Um, we've got Connie Nyholm from VIR. We have Jill Gregory um, from Sonoma and Julie Geese from, um, from Phoenix International Raceway. And Cindy Sisson, who has got a great program going that she'll tell you about in a minute. Um, we have suppliers like Lisa Boggs from Firestone and Laura Clauser from GM. We have technical and engineering, Madison Conrad, who will be joining us in a minute, Alba Colon, who I've known for decades, um, media and PR, J.B. Little, who you all know from doing the tremendous things she's been doing for the longest time um, and now working uh, up for doing the ARCA series. And then we have an art large, art large category. Uh, Lori Eberhardt is our attorney. Terry Talbert Hatch is working with us in the education area. She's also going to be joining us in a minute. And the most important, and this is something I really want to underscore, is that without men, women will never reach equality or reach opportunities that, to fulfill their dreams. And so we have a whole ally section. And I was most excited when Jimmy Johnson, I, I contacted Jimmy and he's like, you know, absolutely, I'm in, Lynn. And we've got um, Rod Reed from the uh, Force Indy program and Paul Fanner, who we all know and love, Jimmy McMillan from Penske Entertainment, John Doonan, the president of IMSA, and joining us today is Jim Jordan, um, who I've known for decades and who is with SRO and the director um, of the TC America. So these are just an example. This working group then, we worked hard to create the mission statement to figure out what it is we can start doing. And, and then we're gonna launch, as I said, a much bigger organization. We have now over a hundred people that have signed up to be part of this community. We've applied for, in our, for our 501c3 status. Um, and we've also, our first project is going to be working with Professor um, David Ferguson from the Michigan State University. And in the month of May, we'll be launching a uh, market research survey on women in motorsports. Interestingly enough, I actually did this survey back in 2004. And we had this great outreach. We had over 2,500 respondents. We have all this data. And then I had nothing, I had no way to launch or to share this data with anybody. It was driving me crazy. I shared it with Cindy and she said, Lynn, we need to do this again. We need to compare the, that's the results of that study in 2004 with the results of the study and do it now. And so uh, we were able to uh, align with uh, this professor, David Ferguson at the Michigan State University, who will then help us organize it, analyze the data, and we'll be able to share that with the industry. So that's our sort of first project, but we're gonna be, you know, we can't do everything. So we have to kind of pick from, um, you know, the various things that we can do that we see really need to be done. So with, I don't wanna say anymore, I wanna bring our guests in. So um, I can't see them on the screen right now. So I'm, I'm thinking that uh, we can bring them all in. Can I bring them in? There we go. All right, so Cindy Sisson, who is the CEO of GS Events. Uh, Madison Conrad, who has a great career as the powertrain reliability specialist at Roush Hates Engine Engines. 
Uh, Catherine Legg, who's joining us from Sebring, and I think we all know Catherine is the great IndyCar driver and um, now racing in the WeatherTech uh, IMSA series, and she's joining us from Sebring. I hope we have Jim Jordan. Um, I don't see him on the screen, but Jim is the- I'm SMA's here. DC America. Okay, good. There he is. And we also have Terry Talbert Hatch, who I've known for, again, decades, um, who is the adjunct faculty at IUPUI Engineering and is the administrative com uh, consultant at Delara. And not last but least is Taylor Ferns, who is a actually is very proud of Taylor. She went to our driver development program years ago um, as a USAC racer. She's still a USAC racer. And oh, by the way, went on to get her law degree and um, is now continuing to pursue her education. Um, so these are all part of our working group. Um, and since I'm seeing Jim on the screen, Jim, I wanna, I wanna throw it <laughs> to you. Um, you and I go back to the Mazda days uh, on driver development and you know we've been aligned for years. So why are you part of this group? Well, thanks for inviting me first, because I wouldn't be a part of it if uh, I wasn't friends with you, Lynn. Uh, but I've spent a, a good deal of my career, both at Mazda and now at the SRO, at trying to give young drivers and just uh, people opportunities. Uh, and um, certainly regard women as underrepresented uh, in the uh, motorsports community. And we certainly want to um, encourage and give them, give women and, and people of all underrepresented communities just the view of the uh, opportunities in motorsports. So I'm going to do a little plug for the SRO and the women in the SRO first. So this will be my 30 second plug. Um, first off, on the driver's side, uh, we have five women participating in 2022, including Ashton Harrison, who was our first overall winner in the GT3 class at Indianapolis last October, Samantha Tan. Uh, Aaron Vogel, Olivia Askew, and Sally Milty. And the thing that I think is important within the context of this meeting is uh, uh, they're driving either BMWs or Honda Accurates. And, and I think as a sanctioning body, that's a key role that we play in this is we're dealing with teams, we're dealing with manufacturers, we're dealing with drivers, we're dealing with all these people. And a program that Honda Acura has in particular, HPD, is they go all the way from e-racing and we're involved in their e-racing program up to, again, someone like Ashton Harrison winning the, uh, uh, the GT3 race in Indianapolis last October. Um, so we can coordinate and provide opportunities. And uh, um, so we're excited of that, but also beyond that, um, key management of the SRO. So beyond just the driver's seat, this is one of the fun little things we do within our group is we all want to talk about race drivers, but there's a heck of a lot more jobs outside the driver's seat. Uh, in the SRO worldwide, our COO, Patricia Kiefer, is a woman. Uh, Bernadette Fitzsimmons is our chief financial officer, another woman. So two out of the top three positions in the organization are women. Uh, and then in the U.S., we've got Stacey Langham, who's our general manager, runs our GT3 program. And also Susan Dunklau, who's, uh, she's our CFO. So again, there's women in marketing. There's women on pit crews. We have women owners within the paddock. And, and so there are so many opportunities for women and companies like BMW and Honda in particular in our paddock are encouraging women to get involved. 
And uh, then as a sanctioning body, that's just a huge opportunity for us to try to provide opportunities for women in some direction. So again, I, I'm absolutely honored and thrilled to be part of your program, Lynn. Uh, and again, I've been involved in your program since a lot of these successful women who are on here today were little girls and I'd come out to Phoenix and, and we'd talk to them about the future. So again, just love being part of this. Well, thanks. Thanks, Jim, because um, you have been an ally and I know will continue to be so. Um, but thanks for your time, too, to, to, in this working group and, and helping build this, uh, because we got to build it. I mean, we don't have everything figured out yet, but we got to build it. Um, so I'm going to stick with the drivers for a minute. And I, I want to switch over to Catherine, um, who I you know absolutely love dearly and who we have um, worked off and on together from the get go when she came to this country. Um, and so, you know, speaking of driver development and also team owners, I don't know if Catherine um, is aware of, like, I, I got to meet uh, Victoria Thomas and Tina Larson within the last two years, which are team owners, but, but Catherine, where's your um, perspective? Because I know you have been on the FI Women in Motorsports, you're involved with them. Um, so I really would, I really want to hear from you because we haven't talked a lot, but I, I really like to hear from you about what you see needs to be fixed. Um, well, thank you for having me on, first of all, Lynn. Yes, we go back a long way, and it makes me feel quite old to think about the first time that we met when, uh, I don't know, 22-year-old Catherine crashed a test that you were, you were inviting people to. Um, so I have been part of different things throughout the years. The first thing I decided to be part of in 2009, back in its inception, was the Women in Motorsport Commission by the FIA. And back then, really, uh, there wasn't much female participation at all, let alone driving or anything else. I mean, we literally had Lynn, then we had Sarah Fisher, and then Danica, myself, and Simona, and that was literally it. And since then, I do think it's come a very long way. In my opinion, it's snowballed um, diversity in motorsport in general. Um, and I wish I was nine again now because I believe that there are a lot more opportunities for the young up and coming drivers than there were. You know, you look back to, to Lynn's day and then there was more opportunities for people like me and Simona. And now there's even more, which is great, but we have to keep that momentum going. And what we have to do in my opinion is win. Like, I, I don't know how better to say that than there's a massive push at the moment for diversity in racing, but unless we're at the front and unless we're proving ourselves, all that is is a gimmick. And so everybody who knows me knows how much I hate the gimmicks. I want to showcase female talent in racing. I've been part of the Iron Dames, the Women in Motorsport. I've tried to do an all-female team in IMSA. We need sponsors, by the way, if anybody out there uh, fancies sponsoring us in an all-female IMSA team. And... Um, it's just, it's come down to the fact that we need to prove ourselves and prove that it's not a gimmick so that the other young girls get opportunities coming up through. Otherwise, it, all it is is participation and that gets boring. Um, when I was racing IndyCar, for example, um, it was a bit of a gimmick, which helped me, honestly, quite frankly. You know, I got a lot of media attention. I got a lot more media attention than my counterparts, which helped me then get the opportunities that I got. Luckily now, which is what we were all pushing for at the time, it's less of a newsworthy story. Oh, there's a girl driving a race car. Great. That's kind of old news now, which is good because it means that we're being treated more equally and, and it's not a gimmick, but it's also becoming really hard to find said sponsors and everything because it's not such a story anymore. So we're kind of in this transition phase, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, we need, to, we need to get successful, hungry women drivers out there 
who are going to open the door for the next generation because at the end of the day it's a numbers game right if you think about it around the world there are hundreds of thousands of young boys go-karting right now and the chances that 10 of those are going to be really really good and make it to formula one nascar etc is really high but if there's only a thousand girls go-karting around the world the chances are one of those girls will be good enough right it's numbers so i do believe that if you can see it you can be it and we need positive role models um when i was racing unfortunately I was back in England as you can tell by the accent and I didn't have a Lynn until I came over here so I didn't know it was possible I was just stubborn and my parents had me believe that I could be anything that I wanted to be um, but a lot of girls turn up at the track and they don't know they can be engineers there's a severe lack of, of female engineering in, in racing and I know that Terry's trying to change that but um, I, I think that if we can showcase it and make a big deal out of it, we're not making a gimmick out of it. What we're trying to do is get more talented people in general. And I say women because that's what I know, right? But it is diversity. You know, if you look in all aspects of, of the Western world, there are more women leading companies, countries, et cetera, et cetera. So it is becoming more and more normal. What we need to do now is, is kind of support those women from the get-go so that we can we can make it normal and by the time you know I've transitioned into Lynn <laughs> um, it, I don't have much of a job to do so um, it's something that's very very close to my heart especially the STEM aspect you know I am very lucky that I work with a very talented female engineer one of the best engineers I ever worked with was a girl called Katie Crawford and um, her family build race cars and she was I think because as a girl, you have to prove yourself more and you have to be very pointed on what, walking the tightrope, right? Like it's, you want to be feminine and powerful and all the things, but you also don't want to be seen as girly. So I think there's like a really fine line that you have to walk as a girl in racing. And so I think it makes us think about it a little bit more, how we want to be portrayed, et cetera, et cetera. And for that reason, Katie was, she worked harder than anybody else. And she was definitely one of the best engineers I ever worked with. Unfortunately, she got brain cancer, but um, she inspired me. So people like her and Lynn uh, inspired me. And hopefully we can do the same for the, for the next generation coming up through. I know the challenges that I faced. I know they're very different today. I know I've got very strong opinion on things as Lynn knows. <laughs> and um, so I, I'm happy to, to give my opinion, having been there and done it and been in the trenches and, and hopefully make a difference because, you know, back when I was trying to make it to IndyCar, it was all about Catherine and I was very selfish. And now it's not just about Catherine. On it. <laughs> it's about creating opportunities for and leaving a legacy. You know, one day I want to be seen as, as Lynn and that I've made a difference because she's made a difference in the world of motorsport globally in general. And um, I think that that's probably as important a role, if not more important a role than doing some races. Well, thank you for that. Um, but I think that's one of the things that this organization is about celebrating success. I'm tired of hearing the, the whining or how hard it is we know it's hard it's a hard sport so um but we're about celebrating success so celebrating winners hope we'll celebrate you to win at sebring 
But um, but thank you so much uh, for joining us on this. And I, you know that we are aligned and, and we've got to work on that pipeline. And then the ones that we've got, we got to get them winning, get them with winning programs so that they can really continue to succeed. Um, Actually, sorry to butt in there, but that's a really good point that I meant to make. You know, I think as women, we haven't really been given great race cars. Like when you were racing, you were given a race car, but how good was that race car? You had people working against you, right? So I think a lot of the reason why some of us aren't winning at different points in our career is because we've just driven the car that we've had the opportunity to drive. We haven't been in a Penske or a Ganassi car or anything like that. So I think giving the young girls the opportunity to build confidence, because confidence is key, in winning machinery is going to be it's going to be everything. But anyway, I'll shop now because I could go on about it. Well, I want to, and I want to, I want to capture on the or kick off on the STEM and on the engineering side, which is going to lead us to Madison, um, because I think that that is another opportunity that is we've got, we've had great, you know, uh, Lena Gate, you know, we've got some women that have really, really uh, shown in, in engineering capacity. Um, and, and capabilities and, and, and again, success. I mean, have really been with winning teams and there's a number of them around IndyCar teams, uh, but Madison, I hope you can join us and we could go to you. I am here. Okay, good, there you are. There you are, there you are. So tell me about, or tell all of us about how you got to where you know you are and then maybe what was your inspiration um, and, and then just, you know, how, what is your life like? <laughs> how do you, how does your life work? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so I'm originally from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I actually used to drive a race car, uh, but kind of realized that I didn't have the talent like Catherine or Taylor, you know, to make it full time, but it was a passion of mine. And, you know, I knew to make it big, you have to make big moves. So I eventually moved out to Mooresville, North Carolina, where I attended a technical school right out of high school. Um, and I actually landed an internship with Roush Shades Engines, where I'm still at, um, in the parts room, and worked there as I went to school. And when I graduated, they hired me on full-time and teardown, and I've worked my whip through here, and now I'm the powertrain reliability specialist. And uh, also in 2021, I got an opportunity with Beth Peretta, which actually kind of led me to this organization here um, to be a part of her uh, female forward pit crew. So I was a mechanic on that, as well as... Uh, inside rear tire changer. So definitely a unique experience that really kind of inspired me to, you know, I've received so much support from, you know, everyone at Roush Hates Engines and everyone at Indy through the whole Indy car experience. So I, you know, realized I'm like, if, you know, I can have this kind of support, then I want others to feel this kind of support. And so that's why I was really excited about this initiative and being a part of such an awesome group. So you've been over the wall at the Indianapolis 500. <laughs> yes, definitely one of the craziest things I've ever done. Never thought I'd be a pit crew member. Uh, but, you know, it's it was an exciting experience, and I want everyone to be able to experience that. And, you know, like Catherine mentioned, you know, if you can see it, you can be it. So it was very cool to do that and hopefully inspire other ladies to do the same. So how long have you been? You mentioned the word internship, and, and I'm going to come back to you, baby. I want to go because I think internships are something that we – as an organization want to be able to find for one thing, whether, whether there are internships out there and share that information or be able to create more because that seemed to be your entree from your Absolutely. education to the job. Yeah, I think internships are good for companies and they're good for, you know, employees as well. You know, you get to try out a company to see if it fits your style, you know, see if it's something that you're interested in and same thing for the company. You know, I think it's a win-win. I think it's a great way to get your foot in the door, as we say. Um, and to really kind of, you know, gain some experience that you can take anywhere. 
did you have like a, a mentor in your internship that treated you really well or really helped you through the, yeah. you know? Yeah, I wish I could call everybody from the company. You know, everyone uh, definitely helped me along the way. And, you know, there were so many people that, you know, I had questions probably that they were like, really, you're asking that? But, you know, they were more than happy to answer and more than happy to show me the ropes and uh, to make sure that I was successful. Cool. Cool. Well, we appreciate your efforts uh, with the, you know, with being part of our working group and, and we'll continue to call on you uh, to be able to, you know, be a great uh, communicator about, about this opportunity that you have and, and be able to, to have more. I want to get to Terry um, because I think that, you know, from an educate, you know, I know IUPUI has had a motorsports um, degree opportunities for quite a few years now. And I would assume that the transition from that education to then internships um, leading on to hopefully jobs. Um, so can we get to Terry and talk about? Yes. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Tell, I know you've had some success and I know that at the same time, there's been a lack of success in the ability to even find internships. So can you kind of talk about that with us? I think that's opening up more, but I'm still surprised how many uh, race teams, race-related organizations aren't familiar with how students, college students, or technical students can benefit their organization. They always think it's a lot of work until they have their first intern. So uh, I, I think everyone probably saw Chip Ganassi Racing just announced an internship program for females. And one of the young ladies that I had in class last year has already reached out and she has an interview plan. So, so I think the more we can get women or just any students in working at race teams or race organizations and the word spreads, that makes a huge difference. I know at Delara, we prefer to have interns that can work year round because it really gives them an opportunity to work full-time in the summer, part-time during the academic year and be able to continue to, um, to learn and support the organization. We had in the past, we had a, an intern with Penske. So in the summer, he was, um, this was a male. Uh, he was in right. North Carolina, but he did such a great job. They sent him back with the laptop. So he was still doing, doing work remotely, which everyone's used to doing things remotely now. So I, I think uh, we've had, as far as the students that I see in the business of motorsports class at IEPUI, the number of females changes. Last year I had, I think six in a class of 45. This year I have one in a class of 43. So not going the right direction. You know? So I think what's important too, um, just aside from internships is when uh, females come to campus, especially in engineering where there's not a whole lot of females or technical schools as Madison knows, you know, it, it's good to put them together, to get them in classes together, to be able to support one another. Um, and it's just, you know, we, I always try to tell young ladies, any opportunity you can get, even if it's the summer intern program at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, where you're doing customer relations, we had one engineering student that also worked with Pareto last year, but she did social media. You know, so it's, you know, take advantage of the opportunities, get your foot in the door. And the more that the race teams and race affiliates see the success of the females, the more they're, they're gonna be wanting more females. And I think 
with for women in motorsports North America, that's something that we're going to be leaning on you a lot um, to help maybe even construct an internship protocol or something so that we could share that with race teams so that they understand that it isn't just, it's not a liability, it's an asset. Um, and so that's one of the areas that we will try to, as an organization, try to work on providing more information to race teams about certain things that they don't, you know, they're so busy putting race cars together and putting race cars on racetracks and winning races that they don't always, it's, I know, I mean, it's really hard to, to be thinking about how we, how we get the right people into the organization. And, um, and I think that's one of the areas is through internships. And so we're going to work on that. Um, and we've also learned a lot from your research with the female students who have pursued motorsports. And, uh, and I'm not going to put you on the on the uh, marker, on, on the, you know, but I mean, we're learning a lot about some things that maybe need to also change as far as the environment um, and, and to be able to make it more friendly for everybody. I mean, there's sometimes there's just by numbers, sheer numbers, like you just said, 43 to one, 43 males are going to certain function a certain way. And then you've only got one female trying to integrate into that. And, and it, sometimes it can be really hard. So we're going to work on that. All right, thank you. Um, so I don't want to forget our Miss Taylor Ferns. Um, I'm going to bring her up to the to the uh, microphone or to the to the center here because Taylor has really, um, in my mind, has sort of done full circle. Where I met her at such, I think she was 13 or 14 years old when she came to our driver development program. A absolute superstar. Um, on the racetrack, as well as her off the racetrack uh, presentation of herself. We had a great, great future um, I, sort of lined up for her. And, and then her dad, I know, was a huge influence. And that's one of the things that I want to have her talk about is um, how the influence of parents can impact your decision making. Um, because I know that Taylor was on a, a mission to be uh, champion race car driver, and then went on to uh, decide to go to law school or go to college and then go on to law school. And now is back racing. Is she with us or? I'm here. Can you hear me, Lynn? Or can you see okay. me? Okay. There you yeah. are. There you are. All right. Yeah. I see you now. So could you talk about that parental involvement? You know, you, you, I mean, seriously, I know you went from a very young gal driving race cars and, and really doing very well in race cars. And then as I just laid out and then went on to, to do college and now you're back racing, but without, you know, just how your feeling is about the parental involvement with how you make decisions in your life. Yeah. So um, my parents growing up, I started racing when I was six and quarter midgets and just came up through the ladder through from there. I would like to say I've raced pretty much everything underneath the sun from quarter midgets, micro sprints, did some Formula 2000 stuff, full-size midget sprint cars, late models, so on and so forth. Um, but my parents were obviously largely involved with that, as you know, Lynn. Um, and for a lot of the opportunities that I had, I wouldn't have probably have had that without you, them, and some of my sponsors. Um, and so with that, though, with the involvement of society and kids starting racing so young, we're starting to see like the push for the younger generation. But along with that, it's almost like a double-edged sword because you have, I was, when I was 15, I signed with an agent. And at that time it was kind of like, 
my parents, obviously they, this was their first time being exposed to this environment. Like how, what do we do? We want, they obviously wanted the best for me as a kid. Um, and obviously I believed in myself and they believed in what I could accomplish on the racetrack. Um, but coming to find out a year down the line, like that obviously wasn't the best decision for me, like having an agent at that point of time. So with that, you're being exposed to all these different elements. And it is as much as we all love the motorsports industry, we all know it's a tough industry to make it in whether male or female. Um, and so with that, um, after I dabbled in late models and stock cars and we couldn't retain sponsorship, obviously it is a pay to play game for, um, in the sport, as we all probably know. Um, so it came back, it just came down to almost, I know we've discussed in our women working groups, the quote unquote funnel effect. I was 18, 19 living in Indiana and, um, my dad was kind of like, we need to decide what you're going to do with your future. And so that became like, I went to school, I was still racing at the same time and living on my own. But I mean, that's a lot for an 18, 19 year old, right? So, um, you know, and at that time, like the funding was kind of like running out, my sponsorship really wasn't there. And, and when we go to the racetrack, like you, you want to go to win, you don't want to just be a weekend warrior. So um, at that point in time, that's kind of when I went to school, but, and then got my degrees. And then now I'm back racing in law school and have a full-time job. So you'll see the full circle from that. But um, as far as parental guidance and getting back to your main question, I think that had a big influence on a lot of my decision-making um, deciding like obviously where I lived, where I went to school, what I did just to provide a future for myself. And so I think bringing attention to um, and almost the awareness to the different I know that that women is going to help with mentorship and having these inclusivity programs, because I know at the end of the day, your parents mean well, they want to see the kid, your kids do well for themselves, but it's a shark, shark infested waters. So um, just being mindful of um, the opportunities that are being presented to everybody um, and then trying to take advantage of the right opportunities, right? That'll help you further elevate yourself, enhance yourself and see you excel through uh, the ladder. Well, I, I congratulate your, um, your ability to be able to manage um, the decision-making you know, um, an influence from parents, influence from an agent at one time. I know I was giving you advice from one all the time. I'm always giving you advice, but it's, it's a case of being able to manage information and then make the best decisions that you can make in your life. And so I congratulate from, you know, you've really done a good job of managing it. And I appreciate your insights about how you're going to be able to help um, the organization because, you know, I think we are learning that very much that even though we, that those of us who want to be race car drivers, um, that is a very steep uh, mountain to climb where there are so many other opportunities in the sport that you can actually have and still be able to benefit from the fact that you have this great career as a race car driver. So, and you ain't done yet. So I like that because yeah. you've still got that, you got that drive and that spirit to, to, to want to win races. Yeah. And I just, if I could, I just wanted to add one point sure. because I know we've also discussed this a lot as far as like the retention, right? So as the younger gals are coming up through the ladders, obviously when you get, when you start off quarter midgets carts, you see it, there is a handful of girls starting off in those series, but as you go up through the ladder, it's almost like a drop-off. 
like probably after I started racing micro sprints and started racing midgets, it's just like everyone just disperses and kind of follows other pursuits. And so it's about also, if you can't be a driver try to retain them and like what Madison did or some others did like pursue engineering or so on and so forth. But I think by retaining those fully capable, knowledgeable on the sport females, I think that will also help elevate our gender per se within the um, industry. Um, But also I think a lot of that comes back to the mentorship line. I mean, that's why I still feel like I'm doing what I'm doing. I attribute a lot of that to you. Um, So thank you. Well, and that's a good point that I want though, like with you and Catherine, I want you guys to plug in because if we could find those ones that, that have that best talent that can win and not let them go somewhere else, not let them get discouraged and go, oh, well, I'm going to figure something else out. So, you know, we're Catherine, we're trying to capture those ones like you who were winning, not to say it should have gone, but maybe you could have just had a better career in racing, you know, in other words, if you yeah. had the support. So it's, it's not easy, but we'll figure it out. We're, and you'll help us figure it out. Um, okay, I wanna talk about figuring things out is that we have so much information to learn from others and to also share with others. So I'm gonna bring Cindy Sisson in um, because Cindy, um, you and I have been wired together for decades, um, but now you have really totally embraced this whole women in automotive with by and now creating our women with drive summit that we did the first one in Nashville last year. So I'd like to bring Cindy in. um, And I would hopefully we also have a slide that we can share um, at the same time that she can talk about. And so we have women with drive we're announcing which will be happening October 5th and 6th in Concord, North Carolina. And so I want Cindy to you know, she's part of our working group. She is the chair of our events and summits. And this is our launch of this particular one, which will benefit um, women in motorsports North America. But at the same time, she's also part of our, you know, full-blown executive committee. So Cindy, I hope you're there and can talk. I am, Lynn. Hey, okay, I have good. a quick question. Is it too late for me to be a race car driver? <laughs> God, based on riding with you, yes. Not your age. Oh, okay, Miss. I don't wear my seatbelts. But anyways, um, thank you all. I'm very honored to be a part of this group. As Lynn shared last year, we had a dream and Lynn and I and Amanda Busick and Tina Budd, we created the first ever Women With Drive. We were encouraged to do this through uh, Matt Cruz, the CEO of the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix. And we had a sold out event. So this year, um, we've decided to move it to a new city, a new venue, and I'm really, really proud to announce that Hendrick Motorsports has agreed to host our event on uh, the 5th and 6th. So this has all happened in the last pretty much 48 hours, and we're going to be working fast and furious uh, to get it all organized. Our goal is to get 250 men and women there. Um, We all play in this together. And if y'all know me pretty well, there'll be lots of surprises behind the whole event. So I would guess within the next two to three weeks, we'll be releasing more of the details, the pricing, sponsorship opportunities for all of those who are listening. We can't do it without our dear friends who support our event. So thank you, Lynn. Well, and, and Cindy, I wanna go on besides just, I mean, this event 
is a uh, platform, um, but we really want to be inclusive of all forms of motorsports. So whether, you know, every category, so whether it's drag racing, you know, quarter midget racing, um, IndyCar racing, sports car racing, um, any type of racing, we want to have um, representatives. We want to have representatives as panelists and experts, and we want to have representatives in the room to be able to contribute and then and benefit and, and, and take that information back to them. And that's what this organization is also about, is to have it be a really broad-based, I mean, we want to advocate. There are a lot of things going out. Um, someone mentioned the, the, the Chip Ganassi uh, uh, PNC Bank um, scholarships that just came out and internships. Um, shift up now, Michelle Delapena is going to be launching her next gen uh, foundation, which is going to provide scholarships um, for, for women in racing. Um, Accelerate her, Anheuser Busch just announced a $10 million three year commitment for women in NASCAR. So, all of this type of information will be on our website, which, by the way, we don't have the website yet to launch it. It's not ready. Um, but uh, I just want to make sure that we that everybody understands we want everybody there. We want everybody, every representative from vendors to manufacturers, to OEMs, to race tracks, to sanctioning bodies, everything. Um, so, and- Then can and I, I add just one thing to that too? Students are, gonna, students are gonna be really important. So I've already reached out to the local tech schools, Pat Wood, who's been a friend of all of ours for many, many years with Rowan Cabarrus Community College. Um, I proposed to him having his students help be interns for us, falling in line with what our mission is and volunteer. So we're, the buzz is already buzzing around Charlotte. So it's all good. We're going to get Jeff Hammond to come hang out with us too, right, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I was getting ready to say that if I can, uh, if I can be of any help, uh, please put my name uh, on the list. And uh, Lynn and Cindy, it's good to see and talk to both of you today. The one thing I'm seeing here is from all of the folks who have been listening and making comments along the way, they want to make sure, is there a drop dead date, you know, for, you know, joining, you know, women in motorsports, North America, you know, what, what have you got going on and how can people get back to you? I know you say you haven't got the website up and going, but there's gotta be an access uh, phone number, an email or something you maybe could share with these folks. Cause I, we're getting a lot of interest. Uh, um, thank you for asking that and for supporting that. Um, first of all, and I want to make this clear what we aren't. We're not a membership organization. So it's not like you become a member and you pay a membership fee and, and all of that. Um, you're also not, and I don't want to have this either, the feeling is that we're some sort of exclusive club where, you know what I mean, that, that it's, it's, it's so, but yet at the same time, we're a community and to be a part of the community is in by invitation. So um, the working group, which those names are on that, that um, PowerPoint thing that I just sent out, the working group, they have um, agreed to represent and invite people that, that are other professionals in the industry and, and, and they will then fill out a form. So you will get, if you're interested, when the website is up, and I'm sorry, it's only it's going to be another, maybe another week or two at the most. I, I know we're a little ahead of the game here in announcing it. So if you could put your finger on the page, everybody's busy. Just don't forget us. Um, when that website is launched, um, you will then be able to contact us through the website. That will go to the person in that category 
that you have filled out. If you're an engineer, if you're interested in tech technical information and you want to be part of the tech team, you want to be a part of the PR team, you want to be a, whatever team you want to be on, um, they will then look at your information that you have filled out and you'll be then part of the community. So, and, and the criteria is that you're a professional working in the industry and that you are doing something for women in racing. You are doing something for other women, not just for yourself, but that you are actually trying to do something to advocate, mentor, do some supportive for other women. That, that's, that's the criteria. Be a professional in the industry and be doing something and telling us what you're doing to advocate for women in motorsports. And then you're in. Sounds pretty easy to me. It, it is. And, it's and just, like you and I talked last night, uh, Lynn and I were discussing, this is all about teamwork, folks. Men and women working together to try to better our industry. And I think that's something that we all need to keep in mind. It's not, you know, trying to better, uh, and don't take this the wrong way. We're not just trying to better women. We're trying to better our industry because of women and their right. ability to bring to things it. to the table to bring right. things to the table that you will find if you'll just allow them to be a part of it can be very beneficial to your group, your team, or this overall industry. You know, we all are in the, I was making notes here and every one of you referred to passion. We talked about determination. You know, you got to have mental toughness to be in this industry, not just for the, for the men, women, but for the men too. So, you know, if we can all unify, you know, we always hear the thing, there's strengths and numbers, and you can gain a lot more if we all work together as a team. So this is what Lynn has been advocating for years. She's lived everything that she is sharing with you right now, just like I have. And you've seen the progress that's been made. Well, it's time now to move it even further at a faster rate if we come together and, and you know, just unify and make it happen. <laughs> You just said it beautifully. And now you're an ally, man. You're, you're going to be one of our allies. No, seriously, that is it. We're trying to grow the industry and make the industry better and stronger. And that we represent and reflect society because our sport is one of the few sports where men and women really are shoulder to shoulder on the same team, can really work together beautifully, have to work together beautifully. Um, and it, But the passion has to be there, boy. It's not for everybody. So we got to find, yeah. So you've, you've said it beautifully and you've nailed it. And I hope that I thank everybody that represented their piece of it. We have so many others that could, but this was a great group, I think, to launch it. And again, I can't thank enough uh, EPAR Trade and Judy and their, your whole team there to give us this opportunity because you guys are our industry, you know, you're it. And so um, we're just to be able to, to share this with you and launch it right now has just meant the world. Thank you. Well, again, like I say, we're excited that you're here. Uh, again, yes, we want to, ePartrate tries to represent the industry. That's one of the reasons I, you know, wanted to be a part of this because uh, racing goes on 24-7, 365 days a year, you, you know, worldwide. And that's what ePartrate is. So it's like you talk about women in racing. There are women in, in Europe and Australia and everything like that that, that are making it happen year-round. All, you know, just like we are here in in United States. So, hopefully, with this platform, you know, everybody will take a look at what has gone on here today, and you know, we'll excite people uh, internationally, and we can grow this thing even faster because of that. If somebody is doing something in this area that I don't know about, um, that I will just say, my website 
is, is let's say james.com and my email is on there and I open, I get every email. It doesn't go to somebody else first. So if somebody's doing something, um, I want to hear from you so that we can put it up on the website because we have a whole resource page where we're just sharing what's, what's going on out there. So um, let me know. Well, the thing is, like I say, Lynn uh, and everybody that's been a part of this panel, thank you for allowing ePartrait to be, I guess you might say, a platform for this. And all of those who attended today and have made comments, we want to let you know that it didn't fall on deaf ears. I've read a lot of them. I really appreciate the support. And I think Lynn will be, um, if she didn't have time to read them all, she saw the same thing I was seeing, that, that people were making comments and uh, ever since the... Uh, the beginning of the program so again you know it's just exciting that you've been here thank you for using our platform to be able to announce what you've got going on with your your dream your continuing dream and uh what i like to say to that is we know we've got an event no i say i say we collectively you got an event coming up in october uh, maybe we need to get back together in late october after everything has got, gone down and uh, reevaluate, you know, the uh, the growth and the progress that's been made since now until then. Well, and there'll be an announcement about this uh, uh, research project in May, so that mm -hmm. I will be asking people to, to put that on their social media. So that'll be updated. My understanding of how ePartrade works, where the website will end up being added as soon as it's open, you know, on the listing. And then uh, the, webs the uh, information about how to get the research project on to, that's 10 questions, you know, it's like 10 questions and we can put that out. The, the larger the, the, the database, the, the, more, the more valuable the information will be. So um, we'll be, you know, hoping the month of May and that's, and month of May is whether you're in Charlotte, Indianapolis or wherever you are, it's race month, you know, it's the biggest race <laughs> month of the year. <laughs> oh yeah, World, worldwide, World, worldwide when you think about Monaco right. and places like yeah. that. So uh, yeah, racing is always going on and that's the beautiful thing about it. Uh, it if you're as passionate as everybody seems like they are here today, you understand exactly what I'm saying. It's 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 in our blood, and you just you know that's just who we are and what we do. That's right. Well, thank you very much, each and every one of you, for uh, you know making this webinar such a you know great uh, great event, and so it has been recorded. It will be posted later on on the ePortrait platform as well as on our uh, YouTube channel. Our good from racer.com help us also spread the word so you'll be able to uh, you know share that webinar and the recording with all your friends in the industry we will be posting any announcement that lean and our group is putting together very soon the platform thank you for being with us today we will be back next wednesday with module and we're going to be talking lubricant for vintage racing so thank you very much for being with us uh, today let's go racing and thank you, we'll see you guys next week Thank you. Bye-bye. Registering on ePartrade is easy. Fill out your name, email, phone number, and create a secure password. Next, select your business type. Choose supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. Begin typing your company name. We most likely already have your company in our database, which you can select from the drop-down. Then, enter your job title. Choose claim company if you'll be editing your company profile. 
Other members of your company can choose Join Company if they'd like to use ePartrade as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry only, you'll be approved shortly after. If we require additional proof of business, we'll reach out. Welcome to ePartrade.